So, we're going to be in uh, Mark, uh, did I tell you Mark 9? It's Mark 10, okay, Mark 10 and uh, Matthew chapter 20. And some things that I want us to consider uh, tonight as we, uh, as we look here in this passage. Uh, I want us to pick up in verse, I'm going to have to get my glasses, verse 46. Mark 10, verse 40. I'll tell you what, let's all stand together, okay? Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Uh, I really want to present a simple thought to you tonight. I don't want to get into a lot of details, but I want us to consider some things. And uh, I want it to be very personal tonight. And just see the Lord use us even in greater ways. So Mark 10, verse 46 And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, and he being Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm not going to shout that just yet, but I believe he shouted uh, because he was trying to get the master's attention. So much so that he got everybody's attention because it says in verse 48, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I, I think it's okay for people to get excited for Jesus to show up. Amen. It, it shouldn't. We, we should never tell people to be quiet or be reserved or be so refined. Let's get excited when Jesus shows up, and so and and let us cry out to Him, wanting Him to come to where we are. We we want Him in our presence, and that's what they're doing. We heard that Jesus. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still in verse 49 and commanded him to be called. And they call the blind man, saying to him, Be of good, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, I want you to hold your place. We're going to focus here, but I want you to hold your place in Matthew 20 because Matthew also gives an account of this uh, uh, passage. And uh, there's two men, there's two blind men who are mentioned there. We're going to, we're going to get to that uh, later on in just a few moments. But let's stay here in Mark chapter 10. Just have your place in Matthew 20 ready to go. Okay, Father, we thank you. Lord, as now we get in the Word and we pray for you to minister to us. And uh, allow us, Father, to look in our hearts and look around us. And, uh, Father, participate in what it is, Father, to be a local church, a church family. And I pray, Father, that uh, you would just guide our thoughts and uh, the intents of my heart as I deliver this message tonight. 
to be a help to all of us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, let's just get right into it. The title of my message tonight is An Inconvenient Individual. Okay? An Inconvenient Individual. And I, I call them inconvenient because it starts out in verse 46. Jesus and his disciples, they're, they're traveling as they always are. They're moving from one place to another. They, they reach Jericho. And when, as Jesus was leaving Jericho, when he went out of Jericho with his disciples, there was a great number of people with him. A lot of people were interested in Jesus. Uh, many of them, they wanted to see his miracles. They wanted to, uh, they wanted to, a lot of them, you know, they brought their sick folk to him. But a lot of people just wanted to follow Jesus because, one, he could do so much for them. And they're focusing on who Jesus is and following him. And that's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. But sometimes we get so focused on what Jesus is doing or can do for us that we begin to neglect everybody else around us. Okay? And the need of everyone else around us. We all have needs. We understand that. We all have burdens. We all have prayer requests. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Okay? Everybody has a need. I could go through this sanctuary and go through every person and I can recognize a need in everybody's life. There's something in everybody's life that you're dealing with. Every one of us, we're dealing with something, okay? And so people, they're following Jesus, the disciples, they're walking with Jesus, they're learning from him, and those are good things. And all the multitude of people that is going from one place to another, they want to be where Jesus is. Until they get to a place where their, their attention is taken elsewhere. And it's taken by an inconvenience. It is, it is wrapped up in an individual who is blind, probably dirty, sitting by the highway side begging... Nobody likes the beggar. Nobody likes to pull up to the stop sign or the red light and see the guy holding the, the, the sign. Nobody likes that. Everybody looks the other direction. Amen. It's, in, it's an inconvenience. We, we want to get from point A to point B. We're, we're in a hurry to get to church. We're in a hurry to get to this place or do this. Or we've got a ministry that we're involved in and we want to be sure that all the chairs are in order and everything is in place and we're focused on everything being just right. And we, we are neglecting those individuals who are just happen to be in our path who have great needs of their own. And so we're introduced to a guy by the name of Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus, he is a blind beggar sitting by the highway side. He is an inconvenience in the life of everyone that is following Jesus. But what we're about to see is he's never inconvenience for Jesus. Jesus still recognizes him. And he hears him crying out. Now you, you'll see in verses 47 and verses 48 that he cried out to Jesus. Why did he cry out to Jesus? Well, I'll tell you why. Joshua. He cried out to Jesus because no one was leading him to Jesus. Let's say that again and park there for a moment. He's crying out to Jesus because no one else is leading him. A blind man, no one else is leading him to Jesus. Now, he had obviously 
We understand that I don't know when, but at some point he had heard who Jesus was. And he knew that Jesus was the miracle worker. And he recognized that Jesus could do something for him. And that is why he is crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I need help. I'm, I'm desperate. I'm in hurting. I'm broken. I'm sick of begging. Amen. I'm sick of being laughed at. I'm sick of being uh, forgotten about and no one having any time to do with me. I, I, I'm sick of this life. And so, Jesus, just get me out of this life and have mercy on me. And everybody else who hears him, oh, they're not going to get him and break him to Jesus. They're telling him to hush. He's an inconvenience in their life. And everyone there knows who Jesus is. Everyone there knows what Jesus can do. Okay? That's why they're following him. Even the multitude, not just the disciples. People are following him because they know what Jesus can do. And he's crying out. At some point he heard who Jesus was. He knows what Jesus can do. And God help us when there are people who are begging for the mercy of God and need the Lord and crying out to God. But we are so busy and so caught up in our world that we can't stop and listen to them. He's begging. They rebuke him. You see in verse 48, it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Many, many. Nobody grabbed him by the hand. Nobody took him to Jesus. Everybody recognized his need. Everybody knew him as a beggar. Everybody knew that he was blind. But they just wanted him to be quiet and sit still. But I'm thankful in verse 48 that he didn't let the naysayers and the rebukers hush him. He cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Well, I don't think he had to scream it out. I believe Jesus could have heard him whisper it. I believe Jesus knew where he was. Just like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus didn't have to call out for him. Zacchaeus just climbed up a tree and God knew where he was. And Jesus just walked right under that tree and looked up at him. Matthew didn't have to call out to Jesus. He was just sitting at work one day and Jesus walked by and said, Hey, follow me. And he did so. You don't have to scream out to Jesus to get his attention. But if you want to scream out to Jesus, I'm going to let you. Cry out as loud as you can. Cry out all you want to. If you want God's presence in your life, praise him, beg him, whatever it takes. Don't, you don't have to be shy about it. They rebuked him. They said, shh. He cried out to Jesus because no one was leading him to Jesus. No one took the time to stop and grab him by the hand and take him to where Jesus was. But it doesn't stop Jesus in verse 49. It says that Jesus stood still. Jesus stopped right where he was and he commanded, you ought to underline that in your Bible, he commanded him to be called. He stood still and he commanded that the man be called. And it says that they call the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Boy, that's a change of an attitude. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that those individuals did not say, Jesus, I don't want to deal with that man. I'm thankful that when the Lord told them to go get him, they went and got him. We should all be sensitive to the Lord's leading, shouldn't we? 
We should all be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We should always be sensitive to the Word of God. And as God directs us and He commands us so that we know exactly what He's asking us to do, we should respond and do exactly what the Lord is telling us to do. And so he just, Jesus just paused. And He told those people with Him, He says, you go, you go call Him and bring Him back to Me. And their message changed. It's no longer a butte. Now they're following the Lord. And they go over there and they said, Be of good, be of good comfort. He's calling for you. He wants to see Ricky Lackey. He wants to see Andrew Walker. And he's got, why, why does he want that? Well, look at the next, next verse. He wants to know, what can I do for you? Now, he cast his way, blind Bartimaeus, he cast away his garment. He rose and came to Jesus. There's lots of thoughts of why he did that. But I know in verse 51, Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? What, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? How can I help you? I'm sure, I don't remember. Everybody knows that Chick-fil-A says my pleasure. Everybody knows that. I don't remember what they say when you walk up to the register. I don't remember that. What are they, what are they trying to say? Okay, how may I serve you? All right. Jesus is saying, what can I do for you? You're calling out my name. You're here. What can I do for you? How can I help you? How may I serve you? What an example Jesus Christ is. Can I get amen? He's such an example. He's, he, the, the blind man is an inconvenience to everyone else but Jesus. And he says, what can I do for you? What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Can I say this tonight? We cannot help and love people whom we're not willing to get to know. It's a basic principle. If we're not willing to stop and get to know somebody, we can never help them. And we're certainly not ever going to learn to love them. We have to be willing to take some time. Now, in the South, we're always known for being slow and for taking time. We're always welcoming people to come back on our porch, but that's not necessarily the case anymore. We're running to and fro as well. Southern hospitality is changing a little bit, but this is more than Southern hospitality. This is just having a heart for God. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, that you have love for one another. You can't, you can't tell people that you love them if you're always in a hurry and you can't, don't have time for them. Amen. We can't, we can't help them if we can't stop and find out what they need help for. Why they're in that situation. It's more than just walking by somebody and say, hey, how you doing? And you just keep right on walking. Right? It's the same old phrase. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's more than that. It's more than that. It's actually stopping and listening to somebody and, and recognizing a need and hearing them out and learning something about them. We cannot help and love people whom we're not willing to get to know. Now, it says in the next verse, he, he had a request. His request was, I, Lord, I, I just want to receive my sight. I want my life to change. And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole, and immediately received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Only Jesus can do that. Amen? But let's learn something. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20 
and let's see what Matthew has to say about this particular event. Matthew 20, in the last few verses of the chapter, the multitude rebuked them in verse 31 because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? What, what can I do for you? How may I serve you? And they say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So what does the verse 34 say? Jesus had what? He had compassion on them. Well, that... To have compassion on someone, it means it affects you personally. You feel something for that individual. And then what's it say? It says that he touched their eyes. His compassion for their need drew him in so close that he could actually touch them. Now everybody else, remember, was trying to push them away. But Jesus says, no, I want them right here. And he asked them, what can I do for you? And he pulled in so close through his compassion that he was able to touch them. And when he touched them, you know what it did? It changed their world. He touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. Isn't it amazing how we can change someone's life? Now, let's get it clear. Only Jesus could heal him. Right? I couldn't do that. I can't do that. But the Lord's not asking me to do that. The Lord's asking me to love people and point them, lead them to Jesus. And there's different ways. Do you know what, guys? I'm just going to tell you something. There's ways, obviously, leading to Jesus. You sit down with them and take the scriptures, and you pull out the scriptures and show them that they're a sinner, that God loves them, that they need to be saved, how to be saved. You sit down and you do that. But I've learned through the years that most of the time when you sit down with somebody, immediately they don't make that decision. But I have learned if you love them and care for them and draw close to them, that eventually they open their heart to want to hear what the scriptures have to say. The whole time you're leading them to the Lord. You can't ever get to that point if you're always in a hurry. Or you think like everybody else thinks, I'm going to pick on you all for a little bit because you're in school. And I know how it is at school, but it's the same way with adults. When a group, they don't like that kid, and they make fun of that kid, or they, they bully that kid, or whatever. And that kid, you know what that kid wants? He just wants mercy. He just wants mercy. He just wants something. And my goodness, a lot of times we just want to pretend that that's not happening, or it's not there. Or we even get involved in that in some roundabout way. And the thing is, is we just got to get to a place where we have some compassion and we touch them, we draw near to them, and they can experience the love of God. Can I get amen throughout this church? Amen. I heard that kid. Thank y'all. Listen. It should always be a part of us. Always. I want us to always, I never want us to lose this right here. I never want us to lose the willingness to draw close to other people in our church so that we could know how we can help them, how we can serve them, how we can be a blessing and an encouragement to them. Amen? Anytime somebody shows up in the church, they ought to be surrounded by people. This is an overwhelming place to come to for the first time. 
I've got many people where I live in the small country area that I live in. They will never come to Somerville, they say, because they are scared to death of the big church. And I always tell them, just come to the big church. And you'll find that there's a bunch of country people that just want to love on you. Amen. Get to know other people. We're all, we're all creatures of comfort. We always sit in our same spots, don't we? We sit in our same spots and we get to know the people that are really close to us. But this group over here never knows that group. And that group over there never knows this group. And this group over here never knows those people up there. And I, I, I mentioned somebody to somebody and those people have been coming to church here for a year and they say, I don't know who they are. Why not? Amen. And it's an inconvenience. I know that. It's an inconvenience. When we have dinner, I'm, gonna, I, I'm preaching this message tonight because we're having a church dinner on the grounds. Don't go to a dinner on the ground next Sunday and sit with your family. Spread out. Don't just sit with the same people that you're going to have dinner with on Thanksgiving. Don't just sit with the same people that you know so well. Get to know somebody else. Amen. Get to know, get to know somebody else. It, we're creatures of comfort, and we don't like inconvenience, and we like, we like this right here. And, and I'm, I'm telling you guys right here, don't just partner up with your best friends, the ones that you're closest to. Find somebody else that you don't know very well. Certainly reach out to the one that's here for the first time. Draw them in. Amen? Get to know them. Have compassion. Touch them. I... I got a list here. This is my current prayer list. None of this stuff right here is private, so I'm going to mention this. All right? Javon Aldridge and Roxanne Tucker's mom, Evelyn Motes, who recently was really at the point that they weren't sure she was going to make it. We're praying for her. Praying for Barbara and Larry Allred and their health needs. They've Miss Barbara's got a lot of health needs, a lot of things going on. She would love to be at church every time the doors are open. She just can't. Roger and Cindy Anders, they're new members of our church. They don't know anybody yet, very, very little, very few people. They're traveling this weekend. They weren't able to be here. Checked on Pam Anderson this afternoon. She was on her way to church, got two miles from the house and got sick with a stomach bug and had to turn around and go back home this morning. I think of Brady Anderson, who's away at college. He's now a senior. We're praying for the will of God upon his ministry, his life, upon graduation. Jeff and Ronette Arnold. Ronette, she, she was up. Her health kept her up to 4 o'clock in the morning. She was not able to get up and get to church. They did watch online. Jeff is now the chief of police here at Somerville. I'm telling you what, I don't care if it's a small town or not. That's a big responsibility. Praying for Jeff and Ronette and their new ministry and New life that God's given them here. Bridget Baker was here this morning. Bridget goes through a number of things, deals with a number of things. She's always needing God's grace and mercy and just somebody to listen and care for her. She was so happy to be at church today. Joel Baker is the school resource officer at 
at Brewer High School. He and his wife, they've been starting to attend our church and just falling in love with our church. His dad, Leon, has stage three cancer. He's very close to his father, and his father's up about 88 years of age. He does not want to do chemo or anything. He's just, just accepting it. That's hard for Joel. BJ and Morgan, man, y'all are dealing with one health issue after another for a long time. For a long time. Now you got twins in the house, three small children. I know what that's like. They need to be lifted up all the time. Brant and Hannah Barlock are newlyweds. That comes with its own challenges. The Beckins, man, they had three small children. They're doing a, they bought a house through an auction. They're completely remodeling that thing. Mercy. God bless that dude uh, for all that he's taking on. But he's, he's trying to give a great place for his family. Other family members are helping out. Cecil and Judy Berry, they follow in Cecil's open heart surgery. I'm thankful he got a clear report. But he's not, he's not who he was a few weeks ago. That still takes some time, right? A couple of months ago, that's going to take some time. Janice Blankenship got a burden for her brother, Larry Dean. The doctor told him recently that the chemo is not working. They're praying that it doesn't spread beyond his pancreas. He's got two more treatments to take, and the doctor wants them to go ahead and do those, but we're praying for a miracle there. I learned just recently Daniel and Jennifer and Braylon and Noah and Soli and Arrow Blotter, they're, they're moving to Michigan. They're praying that they can find a good church there. That's, they're moving up on Daniel's family land, and he's got a job up there. Their, their last Sunday will be next week. Praying for them. Ashley Bowe's dad, Dr. Emsbaugh, he's had several back issues recently. Ashley's been dealing with some things, praying for her. Joanna, I see Joanna back there tonight. She has to work, her work schedule has her working every Sunday and Wednesday, but her daughter Adeline's going to be baptized next Sunday. We praise God for that. Oliver and Dylan Bryant, they're away at school, and I think of all of our college students, but certainly those who are off away from home and church and family. Ed and Tanny Buckner, uh, Ed's, Ed's dementia is getting worse and worse. Tanny's not able to really leave him anymore. Pray for Stephen Burks, who's given his life to the Hope House ministry. Pray that he always stays encouraged. Philip and Pam Chambers, Philip just had a shoulder surgery. Uh, he's doing rehab and all of those things, praying for him. Gary and Teresa Chandler, they're traveling up in Kentucky this week. They're spending some time together. Teresa gave her life for the last couple of years to take care of Papa. He just recently passed away. Now they're spending some time together. They've been traveling, getting away, and visiting some family recently. We're praying for Gary and Teresa. Brian and Rebecca Cook, I met with Brian recently. Brian is under great conviction. He wants to serve more. But because they live so far away from the church, that, that really is, is becoming difficult. So he let me know that they're looking for a place that's closer to home so they can be more engaged in serving. And I praise God for that and praying for them. Praying for the Lord's will. Kenny and Krista Corder just had a newborn baby added to their family. And they've had a lot of sick family for the last couple of weeks. Alex Crawford and her son James, they're new members to our church and that's getting used to and praying for them. Larry and Sharon Culp, Larry has dealt with a number of health issues for some time, but he is always faithful and you'll never know it. Sharon had to be taken to um, uh, med surge this morning to get uh, a couple of shots. She has an upper respiratory infection. Ben and Keelan Darby, do I have to say anything? Everything that they've been through. Tanya Davis's mom has Alzheimer's. 
praying for, praying for them. Keith and Tanya's son, Caleb, uh, Lord, been able to really get to know him and minister to him. And, and he is getting more and more involved in our church. He was not here this morning. He's very bashful, very shy. He usually comes in after the welcome time because he's scared to death to talk to people. I love that guy. Praying for him. Heather and Cody Drinkard and their little boy Scout, they're dealing with issues, they're dealing with some things. They usually sit up in the balcony, but I've seen them a lot more recently. Praying for them, Sheena Duggar, man, I'm praying for Sheena. She leads the Learning Center. That always has challenges. This past week, we've had some sick, uh, there's, there's a bug going around everywhere, and it affects our teachers, and when it affects our teachers, it affects the staff, and everybody becomes overworked very quickly. And that just becomes one thing. And you're always balancing all of that. I, I always lift up Sheena in prayer. Tanya Edmondson's dealing with a potential knee replacement. She's hurting. She's getting a second opinion. Anna Elmore is a recent Filipino woman that was saved. Um, she's, she's dealt with things from her parents because she got saved. Um, she's not exactly supported for her new salvation at home and and um, so really praying for her and reaching out to her, wanting to see her get baptized and praying for Anna. Cam Emerson, she's still been playing the piano, but she's messed up her hand. Ronnie Ferguson, he's got a burden for his family. He had, an, he had a niece who's involved in Islam. She recently got saved. She's praying for her husband. Ronnie's been witnessing and praying for his brother and his other family members needing salvation. Buffy Fields, man, their family has been through so much over the past 18 months. They are dealing with one storm after another. If you think you're going through it, put yourself in their shoes for a little while. Nancy Fowler's had a number of health issues. Blake Garrett, Blake Garrett just celebrated a big accomplishment this week in his life on Tuesday night, and I'm thankful for that. Whitney Garrett, she's a single mom with two children. Anita Gillette, she's here tonight and doing much better. She's been dealing with sickness. Vicki George has cancer that she's dealing with. She's very private about it, but she always needs prayers and makes that known. Lynn Gorey, still working through some very serious health issues that he has had for the last year and battling through that. Anna Stevens has health complications that they just cannot get a grasp on, and Jason is still dealing with the loss of his, sudden loss of his daughter, and he has two back surgeries coming up in December. And his son, Jameson, was rushed to the ER this week with a head injury. He fell at school. There was a lot of concern there. He is improving. Diane Harden is a new member. She lost her husband. She's a widow. Lou Heath fell this week and bruised some ribs. Glad he was at church this morning. Didn't keep him out of church, but he's hurting. The Hendricks family, Dee's responsibility as a principal at Union Hill. That takes a lot. And... Kylie's marrying that boy over there. Amos Hester, his father's health. We just did get a good report on that. Been really praying for Harvey. He lives off elsewhere. But just because, just because they're not members of our church, if they're a part of your family, they're a part of our family. Christy Holsenbach is having surgery on November the 20th. She's had some things that have been a little nerve-wracking. So far, everything's come back good, but she still has to have surgery. That's coming up. Valerie Hood's daughter, Christy, there was a big scare there. They thought she had cancer. We don't know Christy, but we know Valerie very well. They've, she's been very concerned for her daughter, and her daughter's asked the church to pray for her, and we pray for her on Wednesday nights, but I'm telling you, 
She's on the prayer list. Lucas and Zoe Hornish, new members. Lucas and Zoe are really eager to get involved in the church. Lucas works at Publix in Decatur. He works every Sunday night and Wednesday night. It's frustrating. He can only be here on Sunday morning. He says hopefully that's going to change soon, but he'll probably work Sunday morning, but he can be here Sunday night and Wednesday night. We're praying for them. I think Zoe was here. Yeah, there she is in the bank. Danny and Tammy Humph Tanya Humphreys, both mothers are in very bad health. Jonathan and Aiden and Asa Hurd, new members, they're, they're dealing with things. Reagan Jenkins is away at college. That's only page two. Marley Jones is off at college. Stephen Killing has new job opportunities that he has to make a decision on. They're big opportunities, and we praise God for it. Vonna Keeling had surgery on her hand on Friday. Julius Keeling. We're going to have a conversation after church about something very important. Donna Kirkpatrick and her health up there in the balcony this morning. She struggles. Taya Cook's dad, Chad Cook, what you praying for him? He just got saved in my office last week. He deals with a lot and continues to deal with a lot. Pray for him. I speak to him about every other day. Pray for him. Billy Laney's a new member. She just joined our church, I don't know, a week or so back. She sits right up there in a walker, right up there about where Brandon is. She has, uh, she's dealing with fluid building up on her lungs. She had two shots in her knee this week. Since she cannot have knee surgery, she cannot survive knee surgery. So they, they gave her two shots for her pain. She's dealing with that. Allison Lee was back there where, about where David Edmondson's sitting. She was here this morning with her two daughters. She doesn't get much support about coming to church from home. But she brings her two daughters when she can. She's a part of our learning center, and she's a blessing. Chris and Ashley Carr, they're two boys. They, uh, they've been here for some time praying for them. Linda Lemke, her and, her and Harold, we, we're praying for them. Cindy Lemon, recent sickness. Tina Lemon's traveling this week. Mike Leonard, has, uh, they're new members of the Leonard family. He's, he found out this week he has high blood pressure and anxiety and learned this week that his dad has melanoma. He's very concerned about his dad. Eddie Letson had surgery again this week. He had year-long struggle with his knee. It's painful just to get around. Appreciate his faithfulness. Steve and Sharon Lilly are new members. Steve went to the ER a few weeks ago. We've been praying for him. He was unable to feel his feet and walk. And he was diagnosed with this disease that I've never heard of, Guillain-Barr. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And, but he's now at home having rehab done there. He's slowly improving. And as of Thursday, he was finally able to walk with a walker. But he still can't feel his, his legs and his feet very well. Martha and Kevin Loney, they deal with health complications. They're not able to get out. Rosemary Loomis is a caretaker for Miss Billy. She deals with her own things. Lisa Mack's aunt was recently diagnosed with lung cancer. Andrew Marshall, I found out this week, has a stress fracture in his back. Ain't that right? Lost him. Caden McClendon's away at college. Late, she was here this morning. Lacey McKelvey's father. Galen Whitaker has cancer. It spread to his spine. She's very concerned about that. Ryan McKelvey texted me yesterday. He has a missionary friend in Uganda who reached out to him and told him that a very dear friend of his, an American pilot, flew into the South Sudan to help some missionaries. He was arrested in a political move and is being escorted by armed security to the capital. And the American sim, uh, embassy just told him, good luck. They're not willing to help. 
Chase Montgomery's mom is in the hospital, Sheila. They think that they found a mass and they'll know more tomorrow, Lord willing. Dana Montgomery's nephew, Logan Lutz, oh, we know about him. He's currently taking 25 rounds of radiation at the Cleveland Clinic. They pray for him every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday at, at 11 o'clock. Nancy Morrow's had ongoing health issues for the past year. Some seizures she had, some she, she needed a um, pacemaker recently. Lawrence and Diana Nams, uh, they haven't even been in the church since I've been back. And, but Lawrence's heart, he's, he's had serious health issues. His heart remains in AFib and stays extremely weak. But I stay in contact with him regularly. Brian Oaks has a stomach bug. Lorreen Oden, she's had some struggles this past year that I won't go into but she's been dealing with a lot of things. Anna Patterson's away at college. April Richardson, she needs encouragement. She's often in the back. Just text her. It means the world to her, just that you think of her. Lowell and Cheryl Robertson, they're new members to our church. They deal with things. Uh, Cheryl's been dealing with dementia for some time. She, they deal with stuff. Uh, uh, Karen Anderson and, and, Karen, and Karen Roberts are uh, on top of her cancer treatment. She's had pneumonia in both lungs this week, has been in the hospital. I just recently was able to go home. Anderson Roberts is having a medical procedure after Thanksgiving. Sarah Robinson had surgery uh, this week uh, up in Kentucky. Um, Gina's mom, Diane, she's been dealing with some health issues. She wasn't here today. Is she still dealing with that? Still going on. She's been dealing with some uh, particular things and uh, very painful. Uh, Michael and Melanie. They're here tonight, but Melanie just recently had surgery. She's been in a lot of pain dealing with stuff. Billy Ray Shadden, he's got some things going on. He stays at home. Marianne Sharp's been sick with a stomach bug. Becky Shelton, uh, she lost her husband. Cannot get her to come back to church. She misses her husband dearly. Still stay in contact with her. Pray for her. Jason Short just had a grandbaby. He texted me this week. Derek and Megan Smith just had a newborn. They're dealing with uh, things there. Linda Smith struggles from knee surgery. Roger needs surgery in both shoulders. Joel Snyder's been having back issues. Deanna and Ed Stackhouse are looking for a home to live close to Dan and Ashley up there in Tennessee. Maddox Reed just got saved and is getting baptized next Sunday. Stick just had a re recent motorcycle accident. I hope he stays away from motorcycles. I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard that, I, I thought he was going to lose Stick. I didn't, I didn't know if Stick was going to make it. Don and Terry Tankersley, they always stand in need of prayer. Doc's mother, Doc's here tonight. Doc's um, got things going on with his mom, concerns about his mom. Betty Traxler, she told the doctor this week, no more chemo. She was just becoming too weak. And sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, she'll have surgery to remove what is left of the tumor. And then in January, she'll have radiation five days a week for three weeks. James Truffa, he's able to see his daughter last week for the first time in 10 years. Darren Tucker's mom's in bad health. He's constantly, he's taking care of her as well as Roxanne's mom. Wednesday Turner, new member. Andrew and Mallory Walker, they just had a newborn baby. Robert Walker's serious health needs. It was good to see him this morning. Be careful when you're going up and down the road there. Don't run over him. Chip and Tristan Cordelia Wallace, they're new members. They, their household is sick. Caitlin Westmoreland's family, Keith Wheatley's family, stay in contact with them. They're not members of our church, but still care about them. Diane Wiley has extremely painful bout with her sciatica, extremely painful. She wished so much she could be here. She can't. 
so much pain. Berta Wilson has had health complications for a few months. Jacob Winton is away at college. Mary Winton fell recently and hurt her finger. Did she break her finger, Lane? Fractured her finger. Denise Winton's grandkids, Kylie and Grayson and Andrew, they were involved in a serious car accident recently. Kylie they was concerned about having some head damage there, but the kids are doing well. They, they're just going to take some time to heal. Joyce Wright's a new member. She couldn't be here today because there was a problem with her foot. She let me know. Quite, there, there's quite a number of people who've been coming for some time seeking the Lord's will. My own mom and dad, they're dealing with health issues. My grandfather... Dealing with serious health issues. I want you to really pray for my mom. Christy's uncle, Uncle Willie, that's a burden for our family to see him saved. He's a veteran, and because he served in the military and the things that he did, he feels guilty about. And he thinks he can never be saved. God can never forgive him. Praying for a God-sized opportunity for a Christmas miracle and see lots of people come and see people saved. Another person texted me today wanting to join the church and get more involved. A man in the community with a severe drug addiction has been asked to, I've been asked to visit him. Praying for our Hope House guys. Roger had an issue this week that was a big deal. All of you guys, you're facing things every day. Every day. Burdens. Our FNPP ministry, I had a conversation Wednesday night about an hour with Anthony over in the Philippines and some things that he's having to deal with and trying to encourage him and give him some wisdom and some counsel there. Other missionaries have been speaking to on a regular basis. They, they are in a very dangerous part of the world, especially right now. Our jail ministry, there's been a change of hands there and it's been conflicting all the time. Every Sunday we're having a hard time getting the guys here and they won't even let the ladies come now. Our widows, our widowers. And a host of other prayer requests that I'm not at liberty to discuss. Things that's going on in people's life. Those are private things. So look beside you and see somebody that's got something going on. And they just need somebody to say that they're not an inconvenience. You're not an inconvenience. And just show some compassion and some love and let them know, hey, we're going to walk with you through this. But you got your own thing, so. Let's work through it together. Amen? Amen. There's people everywhere. Something going on in all kinds of ways. I just wanted to share that with you tonight. People that we care about are never an inconvenience. Amen? And, they're, and we're surrounded by people begging God for mercy. And the reason that they're crying out to God is because nobody's there to lead them to the Lord. Amen. Can we bow our heads? Come play something. Let's just take a moment.